Hi, I'm Dave Westberg, and you're listening to Billboard Insider Podcast, where I interview industry leaders about trends impacting the U.S. out-of-home advertising business. This podcast is sponsored by Billboard Insider's Guide to Leases, Easements, and Real Estate. Purchase your hard copy or ebook at BillboardInsider.com. Today's podcast guest is Colin Huber, the out-of-home advertising market manager for Dactronics, the South Dakota headquartered manufacturer of digital billboards. Welcome to the show, Colin. Hi there, Dave. Thanks for having me. It's always enjoyable to visit with you about the out-of-home industry. Colin, are supply chain issues easing? Coming out of COVID, there were supply, there were shortages, there were chip shortages, there were LED shortages. What's the current state of supply chain issues? I see we're coming out of the gate with the difficult questions right away. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though that the, here at Dactronics, we design, test, and build all of our displays here in the United States. We do rely on our overseas companies to supply us with some of the raw materials we use to manufacture digital signs. And and the supply chain issues have impacted us differently across our different products that we produce. You know, one of the good things that when we have experienced delays in certain components, our product and design development team has done a great job in finding some alternatives when available for these components as well. In general, I would say things are still pretty fluid but easing somewhat in regards to the supply chain. But as any consumer knows, it's currently more difficult and uh, a lot more expensive to uh, obtain components. I have been hearing, you know, I think, uh, was it Outfront or Lamar? Somebody said on their latest quarterly earnings call, they said, look, the problem is is getting containers. You can't get containers to get stuff from here to there right now. <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, a big problem there. Yeah, Colin, what questions do digital billboard buyers not ask that they should be asking? Yeah, Dave, I think there are two areas where a buyer needs to be sure on. The digital product itself that they're looking at obtaining and also the company that supplies this digital display. From a product perspective, I think it's important to ask what capabilities of this display exist to make sure the sign is looking as good at the end of its life as it does when it's first fired up. Another thing to consider is what the expected lifetime really is. Displays are going to perform differently when they're in different environments. And just because a display may be sold with a brightness guarantee and even a 10-year warranty, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to last that long if it doesn't perform, doesn't look as good as it ages, potentially causes loss of revenue and advertisers, or if the provider can't support the product throughout this lifetime. Another question to ask is if there are some any exclusions from the warranty coverage. Sometimes buyers assume that the warranty covers everything that they're going to get on a digital sign, and that's uh, sometimes not the case. There are certain components within that sign that are very expensive to replace if it has to, if they have to pay out of pocket. At Dactronics, we, we cover everything that we ship, whether it's uh, something manufactured here or something we um, add on. Also, it's good for a buyer to ask, how can my display be future-proof? Mm-hmm. Does my control system allow it for the need for more memory and processing power? or have the ability to transition to a third-party operating software if need be. Can we stop right there and expand on each of those ideas, the idea of why you may need to memory-proof and why you may need to transition to another, I guess you could call it another, sales platform? Right, yeah, I think the hardware, the driving force within the sign itself, they're going to have a shorter lifetime to hmm. begin with. Computers obviously aren't going to last as long as the uh, LED sign itself. And as you get, you know, more sophisticated advertisers doing more interactive type of advertisements. Hmm. Uh, you're going to need a piece of hardware that's going to be a little more robust and have more memory. 
Yes. And now talk about the second thing you said, which was the importance of being able to, in essence, have an open platform that connect can connect to other parties. Right. I think as an owner operator, they may want they may have digital signs from different vendors and want to have just one software platform that can that can control all of them. That they're going to have to probably look at a third third party software to, to handle this. Or they may just want to have an operating system that allows them to do some accounting or or do proposals through it and have you know more features that our proprietary software maybe doesn't have that goes together with a out-of-home company. Colin, you were almost to going to get to another question you thought buyers ought to be asking about digital billboards. What was that? Yeah, lastly, I think it's important to partner with a company who is involved and a supporter of the out-of-home industry. Uh, what, of, what other things does this company do to help owner-operators be successful? Your publication recently published an article that touched upon Dactronics and our signage legislation team and how sometimes we're, we're able to assist with certain regulatory needs. This is an example of being a partner and good steward of the industry. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I look at if you need a lighting study, well, there's someone there you can talk to. If you need uh, help with legislation, there's someone there you can talk to. If you need help with how do I make my di- – now I have a digital sign. How am I? can I become successful selling it? There's someone there at Dactronics. So you, you, you really try and – it's much more, isn't it, than just selling, selling some components. It definitely is. It's obviously a partnership for uh, 10, 10 plus years. And obviously, we want our owner operators and partners to be successful. And that hopefully allows them to buy more digital signs. Colin, how is a new digital billboard today different from a billboard which is 10 years old? I think a comparison that I like to use is that how your cell phone is different today than it was 10 years ago. <laughs> Today's digital billboards are, are you know better looking. They're more powerful. They're more efficient. They're easy to use. And there's been a lot of product development from uh, 15 years ago or so when we started shipping out digital billboards. And uh, back then, we were essentially using the same display that we would use in a sports stadium and put it on a billboard structure, which was fine because the event was only three or four hours a day a couple times a week. But as we know, digital billboards need to run 24-7, 365, and they generate revenue. So uh, the owners of these are, are lots of, a lot more sensitive for the operation of them. Am I right that also the modern generation of billboards, they use a whole lot less power? Yes, that's the LED technology has, has improved a great deal from where it was a long time ago. How should my out-of-home company think about replace versus repair trade-off uh, for a digital billboard? So I have an aging digital billboard. How should I think about that trade-off? I think what, there are three options to consider when you're getting towards the end of a life it is of a display. Can A, replace it? the aging digital billboard with uh, new technology. And if you go with this option, it allows an owner to, to have a display that has improved image quality. It'll have the latest control system capabilities. And in general, it'll have an overall lower cost of ownership. The second option would be just to invest in continued maintenance of the, the aging sign. And in some situations, a uh, owner may be, be able to extend this life of the display by getting replacement parts ahead of time and refreshing the display. And what I mean when I say refreshing, it's like uh, you can do something simple, like just cleaning the face. Uh, mm-hmm. As dirt and, and dust build up on these louvers, it, it will cause the display to look uh, aged and, and, and kind of have a gritty look to it. So if you can clean the face, you can use some calibration capabilities that, that most digital signs have the ability to do. Or even maneuvering a, a discolored older, older module around in the face and put it into an area where it's less noticeable on the face. Hmm. 
And I guess the third option would be in some situations, an owner can just choose to move this aging sign to another location. Uh, maybe it's a secondary location and maximize lifetime by maybe getting a couple more years out of it where it's not competing against some newer displays in the in the same area. I think you've got a great point. You know, when I drive through a market where there have been displays, I can think of some Florida markets where there's a lot of digital displays. You can tell the older generation and the newer generation because the newer ones, brighter, crisper, maybe they're a better uh, resolution. So the idea, that's a clever idea of put put a display in a maybe a more uh, market where there aren't as many digital displays. It still works for you can still get useful life out of it and maybe it doesn't look doesn't look less compared to some of the newer product which is maybe just down the street. Exactly. If you can maximize your return on investment by getting a couple more years out of it, I think that everyone wins there. If you develop out-of-home advertising sites, you need Billboard Insider's Guide to Leases, Easements, and Real Estate. Out-of-home attorney Jennifer Sloan says, I wish I had that book when I started in this industry. It would have saved me a lot of headaches. Yes, Go Outdoors, Pat O'Donnell calls it a must-read for anybody doing development. Purchase your hard copy or ebook at billboardinsider.com. Colin, what are mills and why do they matter for a digital billboard? All right, I will try not to make this too elementary, but uh, when you refer to mills, it's the uh, millimeters, and that's the distance between the LED pixels on the face of the display. So the smaller the number, obviously, the closer the distance and better the resolution of a display. However, the resolution is just one component of uh, what a display's overall image quality will be. What an owner actually needs is pretty subjective. In general, there's an, there is a trend in the industry to go towards the higher resolution products, but you know, once again, you have to keep in mind what your application is. A bulletin alongside a freeway or a highway, uh, you can get by with less resolution because, you know, your audience isn't going to be very close to it. It's not going to be able to tell much of a difference between a 20 or a 16 or a 13 or whatever the uh, millimeter resolution you opt for. Smaller format signs that are closer to the traffic and more sensitive, they're going to need a higher resolution product, such as a 16 millimeter. Mm-hmm. And as we go, you know, the smaller format signs that are maybe eye level or urban type of displays. We generally use a 10 millimeter or, or a, you know, even a less resolution product than that or greater resolution product than that, which is typically built using a uh, surface mount LED technology. What is the cost relationship between mills and cost? Is it a linear function? In other words, can I expect a 10 mil sign to be twice the cost of a 20 mil sign or is it an exponential function because of complicated engineering and construction but what typically is the cost relationship i would say it's somewhat linear a through hole technology which you're going to get with like a traditional 16 or 20 millimeter that you might use in in the more roadside application those are going to be closer in price than than a surface mount technology which is uh, having the LEDs a heck of a lot closer together. Mm-hmm. So, and, and what I'm hearing you say is 16 to 20 mil will work for many roadside, maybe roadside freeway uses, but if you're going to be in an urban environment, closer people, closer up, you really have to go with a much higher resolution. Yeah, I think that would be the general rule of thumb. Colin, what are some digital billboard trends which you expect to see continue in the next year? Yeah, I think uh, overall g- digital continues to be be in good demand because uh, it of- often makes up a large percentage of an out-of-home company's revenues. I think we'll see extensions of our traditional roadside applications 
and even the more pedestrian traffic applications as, as the costs for that product become more in line with the effective return on investment. Urban locations, high-level signs, a monument, vertical, curved, and landmark applications are, will also be a growing development in the industry and, a, and uh, a good way for companies to grow their digital footprint. It's interesting. I think a trend we're going to see is more signs on municipal and educational properties. I was just yesterday out on a college campus, and the college wants is exploring the feasibility of putting in a couple digital signs on either side of their campus, and the idea being to sell advertising on the sign to help generate revenue, to be able to use slips to support the college and to maybe be able to get some students involved in providing some ad design for the signs and helping to run or sell the signs. And so I I sort of, I I see that trend that we're going to maybe see more, certainly educational properties and maybe more municipal properties. Definitely. We're already seeing a little more interest in that, whether it's from a professional, collegiate, or even uh, some high school uh, educational uh, applications. So uh, I think you're right uh, right on the nose there. Colin, the big three, Lamar, Clear Channel, and Outfront, really slammed the brakes on digital signs as part of just a CapEx, uh, really CapEx cutback during COVID. What are you hearing about capital plans at the big three? And and in general, what are you picking up as you talk to out-of-home advertising companies? Yeah, I think you look at the the most recent news releases from, from the big three companies, they've all had really good quarters financially. So I think they understand and, and know that digital is a, is a good good portion of their revenue. So they want to use a lot of these expenditures in either replacement or building of new ones. So I think that'll be the case going forward as, as advertising is, is still uh, continuing to grow and rebound from our uh, from time away there in the, during the pandemic. It seems like it's going to be a good, we, we ought to see a good uh, next couple of years for digital sign expenditures because now you have the big three returning to the market and you, so they, it seemed like the independent operators may never have left, but now you have the big three back. So it ought to be a good couple of years for our digital manufacturers. We're excited about the industry here at Dactronics. Great. Uh, one other thing that uh, may be a, a trend, and I think it's a good trend, we have seen very few digital billboard hacks. Colin, what do you think that is? It is it better practice that the sign operators have gotten smarter? But it's been a, I, I would expect we'll see that continue. It seems like there have been very, very few in the last year. I can't think of a digital billboard hack. I think it's a combination of things, Dave. I think it's uh, the, the product has enough security measures in place to uh, to really limit that. Mm-hmm. And, and also the owner operators have gotten into um, in the practice of, of doing a better job of keeping their passwords changed on a regular basis as well. So I think it's a combination that's uh, prevented much of this happening, which is obviously really good for the industry. Colin, Dactronics spends about $20 million a year in capital projects at its own company. What is the money used for? Primarily, this capital expenditures are used for our plant equipment. We have uh, three different manufacturing facilities here in the United States, and and they have a lot of machinery that use that we use to make our operations more efficient, and uh, in the process of building these wide array of digital signs that uh, Dactronics produces. Another thing that we have here on campus is a very sophisticated product testing lab. Yeah, that's a big part of our research and development that uh, we invest in pretty significantly as well. That's all for this week. Thanks for appearing on the show, Colin.
Thanks a lot, Dave. It's always good to talk to you. This podcast was edited by Lucas Jones and sponsored by Billboard Insider's Guide to Leases, Easements, and Real Estate. Purchase your hard copy or ebook at billboardinsider.com. You can listen to episodes of the Billboard Insider podcast by visiting billboardinsider.com or subscribing to the Billboard Insider podcast on iTunes or any of the usual podcast outlets. Our email is davewestberg at billboardinsider.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. I'll be back in a couple weeks.